And so when you're doing your meditations, I try to keep them simple. I kind of go by a general mindfulness meditation recommendation where you meditate on your breath and you just let all thoughts go. You don't judge them. You don't contemplate them. You just let them go. You understand that the mind is like the, the sea which rises and falls and thoughts will rise and fall, but the sea itself remains the sea. And that is your consciousness. So we're going to not... Uh, worry ourselves about the fact that thoughts will arise. We just meditate on the breath. We allow those thoughts to rise and fall and slip away. And we can adore the attributes of God. And it is in adoration. And I spoke a great deal in my latest book, The Lord of the Redemption, on how adoration is actually a field of being. And so adoring the attributes of God is, again, it's another one of these moments where you can literally change the direction, a click, you know, or shifting the directional thrust of the soul. And so I put down a few things that we can, we can adore, you know, God's eternity, goodness, graciousness, holiness, imminence, immutability, incomprehensibility, incorporeality, infinity, mystery, omnipotence, omniscience, providence, righteousness, transcendence. Of course, there's many others, but those are things you can start with of placing yourself in a state of energetic adoration, which does that monomatic shift. Your soul is now turned in a direction towards the mystical experience possibilities that opens the door for the out-of-body travel experience. And so now we're moving into some of the things that are going to be more mechanical. The actual mechanics we'll do at the end, but we're starting here with interim glimpses before experiencing out-of-body travel. And um, so these are things you might start noticing that are just subtle changes and people will see these things. And these are signs that the energies within your spirit are changing and you are moving closer to your goal. You may start seeing colors when your eyes are closed. You might see purples, greens, and white lights in your eyes. They may dart around. They may be stationary. It can be either or. When you see the purple and the green and the white lights coming, you know that you are receiving grace and assistance and the energy is altering. You may begin to become aware of light orbs. You may start becoming aware of that consciously around you in the physical environment. And again, you know, take another breath, get into a state of relaxation as we talk about these things. You may begin to become aware of presences. So energies become more acute. You may become aware of souls, whether it's lost souls, ghosts, wandering spirits, presences that are spiritual rather than physical. Another thing that often happens, pay attention for the frequency shifts that you might hear. 
you'll actually be in a space and all of a sudden you will literally hear it's almost like a switch goes off the inside of your in your head you know it's in your third eye in your crown when in your throat it's all here all of a sudden it's like and you actually do hear a shift in the frequency when you hear this shift whatever you're doing if you are able and it's safe to do so you stop what you're doing you pay attention because the shift is telling you that something is happening that you want to notice and pay attention to it's also just real important to realize that that is an excellent sign of these shifts are occurring to prepare for the out-of-body travel experience I have a little comment on that. So, sure. Um, you know, my father passed away a few weeks ago. Yes. So I was in the basement at about 5 a.m. And I had one of those frequency shifts. It was like a beep yes. like in my head, right? And then there was an energy in my body. And I'm just like, well, I can't sleep now. And it was like five in the morning. So I went upstairs and my niece had already woke. I don't know if I told you this, did I? My, my niece, who was doing a vigil, basically, with my dad, it's her, uh, that's her grandpa, like, they're just, she's little Dale. And then she had already woken up my mom because she had a feeling that he was going to pass. And so we were up there just long enough to pull out some pictures, and we were laughing about old times with grandpa, just, and then he took his last breath. But it was because of that, paying attention to that and then the energy was like shifting and I'm like okay well I think I'm supposed to go upstairs so I just what a beautiful example of this and a beautiful story and that is so that is ex thank you for sharing that beautiful story is exactly what you will experience and and you know and again I'm curious if you have any thoughts on this because this could have happened then shortly thereafter because when someone is crossing over this is likely but you listen for changes in the tone of the room and so not just the frequency shifts but you will also um, be able to touch into um, different tones that start becoming uh, you become aware of them did you have any of that after or while he was crossing yeah, there was definitely um, a different tone like in the room. It almost felt like a different dimension, sort of. Yes, because when someone is crossing over, there's an overlap, temporary overlap. So you would, sh you would have that big shift in the actual room, in the physical realm, along with the spiritual. And while he's actually moving from the physical to the spiritual, the people who are present, if you're sensitive, might very well experience some of that with him. That's awesome. Um, and that's going on to the next thing is you may experience consciousness merging in realities. And that's definitely what you're describing as well. Uh, but you can experience this not just when someone is crossing over. You can experience it all around in the world. You'll become more aware. You'll you'll find that you're just more sensitive to energy, to shifts in energy, to these tones, these frequencies, lights, colors, all of these things will become more heightened as you are getting close to leave. And so then we move into 
when we are into this preparation period to leave form. So you may start awakening from sleep, knowing that things are happening, but maybe not uh, able to recall the details. And it's very frustrating for people because we don't like it. It was like, I know something important was going on, but I can't remember it, excuse me. And, um, <laughs> um, but this is letting you know that there are shifts that are going on that are important and relevant and you are being prepared. You know, throughout your spiritual life, you will have periods like that where you will go through um, things that you know things are happening and you can't recall a lot of detail. You're just allowed to know that there's a lot of activity. That's when a lot of purification and um, energetic things are being done unconsciously to your soul subconsciously. So these are all excellent things. They're excellent signs. They're frustrating for us because we want the breakthrough that's conscious, but know that these are the signs that you're getting close there. Um, and they will emerge in their own time. It is as it should be. So do not be impatient with it. Again, remember we're embracing patience with this process. Subconscious things are being implanted in your spirit. And that's very important. Your dream activity will increase. Your lucidity will increase. Um, psychic gifts may emerge or become more advanced or enhanced. Um, you may experience semi-conscious states occurring during sleep. And what that is, is, you know, when you actually go into a fully conscious out-of-body experience, you will often go from a sleep state to the spirit becoming conscious. Your body will remain asleep. Your spirit becomes conscious. And so as you are being prepared, your spirit is being prepared, you'll find you may have these moments where all of a sudden your spirit is conscious and then you go back to sleep or you experience something for a short period of time and it goes back to sleep. That's preparation. That's telling us you're on the right track. You may begin to start hearing or feeling buzzing sounds. These are the sounds and feelings of the vibrational state Did you as say it emerges. Barking sounds or buzzing sounds? Barking. These barking sounds. <laughs> I think I just heard some of them. Peep, 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 peep. There's nothing going on. But I know that, come here, come here. It's okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to try to get her to vibrate. <laughs> she um, she actually flew to the tachyon fields with me. So what? my little cute dog going with me to the tachyon fields. Oh, it was very adorable. Uh, it was because, you know, the tachyon fields is this really amazing thing beyond the speed of light particles and just this amazing place. And it was so cute because a dog will sleep in the bed with me. And we went to the tachyon field together. And I'm literally waking up and my dog is literally like this. <laughs> She's <laughs> vibrating. She's vibrating. She's like, Woo! I mean, <laughs> but you know, we, we don't always remember that animals do this too. You know, we're all spirit. So they do these things too. So, so even though she's barking right now, 
she does know about those buzzing sounds. And these are the sounds and feelings of the vibrational state as it emerges within a soul. And so hearing and or feeling the buzzing. So you might start feeling this vibrating. And what that is, is when the soul is disconnecting from the physical body, the vibrational level of the body is lower, the spiritual body is higher. When you start feeling that buzzing or the vibration, and if, if you get to the direct to the vibration, it will be stronger. Um, but either way, those are signs that your body is preparing to allow an out-of-body experience to occur. It's getting ready to separate from form. You're cultivating your consciousness to this level. Um, and then, of course, it'll go further where you may hear or feel roaring sounds. These are the sounds of the astral plane. And it sounds often like a jet engine. Um, it'll be really, really loud, like you're just sleeping right next to the, the jet engine, you know. That's the sounds of the astral plane. The astral plane vibrates higher than the third dimension. And so that's why the, the difference in the intensity. And so the next thing we want to move into, and for this, I think it would be great to just again, take people into reminding you about the hands. Put these hands together and um, take a few breaths because we're going to talk about blocks. And these are all things that are blocks to the experience that are very common. And I want you to take it in both consciously and unconsciously and subconsciously on every level so that we can try to hit some of these right at the uh, beginning so that you might avoid some of the difficulties that come from that. So the biggest thing, make sure to empty your bladder before meditating or sleeping. Because one of the things that happens very frequently because it takes a great deal of time to get to that depth is that someone might be reaching into that depth and all of a sudden the bladder calls. So you wanna make sure that you are emptying your bladder to give as much time as possible for reaching that consciousness. You don't wanna fill your mind with garbage. So too much TV, too much noise, too much internet, too much phone, anything that's a distraction, chatter, noise. Don't fill your mind with garbage. You wanna fill it with the quiet, with the silence, and with these practices. Um, if you do not engage in enough solitude, it will make it harder. So you have to engage with solitude. You have to bring in more solitude and quiet into your sphere in order to really energize this space. Um, some people are very uncomfortable being alone, but this is a process that you take alone with God. So the solitude is essential. Um, do not allow for potential interruptions during sleep or practice as much as is possible. So um, if you are able, if you have children, if you have a spouse who can watch the kids, or um, if you can do your practice when they are sleeping at night, 
or if you have other interruptions like your phones, do not leave your phones on next to your bed. Put them somewhere so that if you have an emergency, you will be able to respond, but you don't wanna be just responding to endless chatter. You wanna shut everything off, the computers, the televisions, the phones, anything that could allow for interruptions, placing yourself in a quiet location, Always listen to the spiritual promptings that you receive. This one is so important because if we do not, um, we don't progress, we stand still. They often contain specific guidance to the astral projection experience. So if you are instructed, you need to work on this, this, or that, you want to do that promptly. Don't blow off the guidance. Don't not do the work. If you don't do the work, you will impair yourself. So this again is the discipline and the diligence of doing what's necessary to continue moving forward and not standing still or just wasting a lot of time. Now we wanna to go to the fears that people have these are things that are very common, death. Um, a lot of people are afraid that they may die having an out-of-body experience. It's important to know that separation of the spirit from the body happens to all human beings during sleep unconsciously. And so you will not die by becoming conscious of that experience. It's already happening. So it's just a matter of becoming conscious of it. So that can help if you're afraid of death. And what you'll find is quickly, it may not happen the first time or the second time, but very shortly in the beginning, you will find that the fears of death alter pretty dramatically. Then you have the fears of the dark side or the demons, and those are legitimate fears. There are dark forces to learn about. And so you wanna supplement your learning. You wanna supplement your um, understanding of discernment, but also ask in prayer to be protected on your first attempts by your garden, guardian angels in particular from any fearful experiences and of course from any contamination which can come from dark forces, can come from lost souls, ghosts, or wandering spirits. It can come from spirits that just play around in the astral plane. Another distraction that um, people have often written about, ironically, is astral sex. That's a distraction. You know, so all of these things are um, things that you want to ask your guardian angels to give you some protection from, and then know that those are things that are distractions. Um, they're not like the goal or the purpose of the experience, and they just can literally get you stuck in the astral plane. So recognizing, oh, because everyone is going to be naturally drawn this way. Ironically, um, someone on the forum recently asked the question about the sexual drive in the out-of-body travel state. And it's like you're, you're doing all these aspirations to God and you're, you think you're on the right track and all of a sudden you go through the vibrational state, you detach and all of a sudden you're just having all these lustful thoughts and all these spirits around and sexual thoughts. That's very normal because that's part of our mortal human state. 
Um, but it's important to know that um, playing around or engaging in the astral sex is something that would hold you back and be a hindrance. It's not going to help you. Um, but yes, you can actually have this where you're throwing out the aspirations and then you go in there and poof, you know, you're like all of a sudden all these lustful drives. That's a very natural part of the purification experience is part of how this becomes uh, made known to us. And, um, and you'll find also as you progress that this is not something to talk about for this purpose, but just touch on it that this um, natural sexual drive that is implanted in each and every one of us as a human being is actually utilized in the spiritual and mystical training that you'll go through in achieving union with God at a later point. I've written a lot about that in my books. That's going to be something we'll save for deeper discussions of the experience as you move further. Um, people are afraid of the breathing because people are afraid they will stop breathing. Um, you won't stop breathing, um, but because consciousness experiences breath differently than in the physical body, there can be moments where cessation of breath can be experienced. It can feel like you have stopped breathing, but it's just because you're moving into a different form of awareness. It's momentary and non-reflective of danger. It's a natural occurrence. And again, remember, you are becoming conscious of something that is already happening. So it's not, um, uh, it's not as dramatic or drastic as a lot of people might think because of this, because it's already happening. Uh, the fear of the unknown is a big one. Just make sure you prayerfully walk forward and take one step at a time and allow yourself to take in the new things gradually um, and you'll be fine. But um, the fear of the unknown is a block to a lot of people as well as the fear of getting lost. Um, and that's also a legitimate fear that can be overcome by simply remembering that if you ever get to a point in an experience where you don't know what to do, you immediately think of home and you ask for that help and instantaneously you're transported back. And if you need to ask for the assistance of your guardian angels or of the Lord, you can do that and you'll immediately be able to do that. Um, and along that line, some people are afraid if they leave their body, they won't be able to come back. And it's important to know you'll always be able to come back and a single thought of your body and your home will bring you back to your body and back to your home. <coughs> Again, remember that we're talking about becoming conscious of something that's already happening. So um, that fear can be understood better by understanding that. Some people actually have a fear of the unconditional love of God because it is extremely overwhelmingly powerful. And uh, some people, it overwhelms them the first times that it comes into them and they experience it. And um, don't be, uh, don't, don't put too much energy into it. That's normal. Um, you allow your body and your spirit and your heart and mind to process gradually 
this inflow that's coming from that unconditional love of God. And, you know, don't be, you don't ever need to be in a hurry with any of these things. So if you get stuck on any of these fears or blocks, you just, you just work through them, take however much time you need, but know that these are all very common ones. So you're not alone. And also it's, it's, um, just being, when we become aware of what these fears are, Yes. That's going to start the transformation process. It does. Just becoming aware, like, oh, I'm afraid of, you know, I'm not going to be able to breathe. And it's like, okay, well, now I pretty much I know that. Okay. And then we start, our unconscious starts to work on it. We start asking for help. Helpers can come. Guys can come. Teachers can come. You know, our spiritual reading, our meditation. And it'll come to us and we'll get over those blocks. And when we get over those blocks, there's going to be more blocks. Right. It's part of the transformation process, part of the evolution of our soul. It's just part of the gig. It's just how it works. Yeah. And well said, because yeah, you just don't, don't get worried about it. Just know that um, you will move through it. um, You'll figure it out. And, you know, these are all things that um, people who, really follow the out-of-body travel path will bump into a lot of these these issues. Um, But they're momentary and they're very easy to overcome with just a little bit of understanding. You know, it really helps to just understand um, what those are. And so, you know, like the next one is holding on to the ego. Um, You know, your separate and individual identity is immediately challenged as well as your egoic perceptions. It's okay, they're only holding you back anyway, but be willing to let them go, take your time, take gradual steps between experiences to allow that ego to kind of step back. And this is, you know, the humility part where we're stepping back into, okay, um, it's not essential that this view or image of myself from the ego perspective is retained. It's just not necessary. And in fact, the more that I'm able to erode away at that, the more acceleration I will be able to experience. I came up with a little um, three-letter thing for this. Uh, So holding on to the ego, it was BIC, B-I-C. Now, hopefully it's uh, beyond identity consciousness. (laughs) because we have this earthly identity of our ego like this is who we are and then we're limited (laughs) by that and i'm like "Ah, so we have obes that'll be a good one for this it's like how about because this is our identity but there's way so much more how about beyond identity consciousness big (laughs) (laughs) but i'm writing and stuff you know some weird things like that'll come up but it's so true so you know this is what we think it is yeah we do have these identities that are, you know, we don't recognize, but this is a the perfect place to begin recognizing that these identities that we hold are based on an egoic perception of ourself and that our, our importance, our value to God and to the universe is not determined by that definition at all. And in fact, the more we release that of those definitions, the more we will actually move through and become all that we are able to become in, you know, the realms of the fields of being, you know, 
Mm. So it's um, very, com uh, very common. They're all common. Another one is um, reality being threatened, you know, because our physical reality and everything we know to be true or believe to be true is all of a sudden kind of thrown out the wall. And, and so it's scary to have your reality just threatened like that. Some people find that to be a block. Um, and again, it's the same process of there's no rush. You know, take your time to process those reality threatenings in between experiences. Um, no hurry. And then when you are ready again, then it allows you to then take the next step where so you don't have to overwhelm yourself in the journey. It, feel free to take your time. And in fact, patience and discipline with the patients is actually one of the best modes for people to do this well, you know? And so the two biggest fears that I have found from uh, my experiences with others and also what has been shared with me from my own teachers and guides, the first one is being alone with yourself. Not what you would think, right? <laughs> But, you know, people are afraid to go forward in their journey because they realize that they are going to change radically. Um, being alone with ourselves takes this even further because we will see things which are hard for us to see. And again, no worries. We have defects, every one of us. Um, so this being alone with ourselves forces us to deal with those things, but you can handle it. It's okay. And remember, whatever you're going to see, we're all going through that same process, that same identification, those same deficiencies we are seeing in ourselves. You're not alone. You're not like, you don't just suck. You know what I mean? You don't just really, you're not just really failing or miserably screwing up the path. You're just becoming aware of these issues that you weren't aware of previously. And the irony is that we often forget and miss the blessing in that because when it is pointed out to us, we become able to alter and change it like this. If it's not pointed out to us, a huge num number of us can easily go for years without recognizing our own defects. And so, you know, give yourself a break in the sense of realizing it's never fun to have things pointed out to us, but that this is a real opportunity because it's an opportunity for this massive acceleration. Every time something is made conscious in us that we wouldn't have figured out on our own, you know? And so it's uncomfortable. It makes us feel bad about ourselves. But in the end, it is a huge grace from God because it accelerates us. And then the other second biggest fear is the normal reaction to the intensity of the experience. When someone actually enters into the full vibrational state and or then separates from the body, it is so overwhelmingly intense I would say 90% of people report having at least one experience where they're like, I was so overwhelmed by it. I literally just jumped right back in my body, you know, or, you know, I was like so excited by it. I just literally was thrown back into my body. 
one of the things that we will do in our practice is learn to discipline that reaction, tone it back. Because, you know, like for instance, um, I would experience this like when I would see a deceased friend or relative, I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God. And it would be like, because what we have to do is we have to maintain almost like this transcendental consciousness to maintain that vibration, especially in the beginning. In the beginning, we are learning to navigate between the physical and the spiritual. So if we have that overexcited reaction to it, we can end up just shooting right back into our body. And so know that it's normal to be pretty blown away by the intensity of the experience. <laughs>